face the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilization, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim. With me, of course, Sir Admiral Elliot. Hi there, and thank you for joining us on the Potato Podcast earlier. And Dr. Squee. <laughs> Potato Dragon! <laughs> it's a new direction for the podcast. It's all the Star Trek, all the potatoes, all the time. And we're here to talk about the latest episode of Lower Decks, which is Path Ferengi's Heart Place. And a private little war from the original series. But we have absolutely up to the minute breaking Trek news for you, which Elliot is going to tell us I all did. about. I, I it's caught a new Star this, Trek branded potato. I caught this on Facebook literally uh, 20 minutes ago, and the post was six minutes old then. And this is awesome, awesome news <laughs> for all of the Star Trek fans. Netflix has bought Prodigy, so they're going to be showing season one very, very soon. Uh-huh. And they have scheduled, they are showing season two in 2024. <laughs> this is, what? like, awesome. I honestly didn't, like, I, I didn't hear this news before we were on the air, so this is brand new to me. This fucking... Yeah, yeah, this, they, is, they, this is proper they breaking, to make breaking more? news. Well, we don't yeah. right to make more or just to well, show the ones they've got? Bought, they've the bought the rights to it, basically. <laughs> So the showing, Netflix are the ones who've picked it up. And that's why Paramount, for the incompetence, said they weren't showing season two. So someone might I did it think up. it might be that. Yeah, that, that was our best theory, because otherwise and, it made no sense. And I don't think the season three has been announced yet, but I imagine Netflix will go by what the viewing figures are. They'll know the cost, production costs of it already, because two seasons have been done. And they'll go, yes or no, and they'll go, yeah, we want more of this. This is popular. I reckon it's going to go gangbusters on Netflix. And to be honest with you, this also does finally make sense of why um, Star Trek Main, if you will, hasn't mentioned it for a while. Because usually when you do these deals, there is a just don't talk about it for a while. Let them kind of uh, take the reins. There's usually a grace period whereby the people who are previously making money off it, even though they'll make money off this deal somewhere or another, like they well, usually won't want to talk about it. And the people who do want to have usually got to wait a certain period of time before they announce it, which is now. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it makes yeah. sense though. But yeah. yeah. It just seem ne- but this so is, this is retrack our finger properly on the pulse to up to the Yeah, usually the big announcements happen while we're on the air and we or, look stupid. Or, but or five minutes after. <laughs> but we've nailed it this time. Sorry, I did this for finger on the pulse. That speciesist, I'm sure there's some which have got nasal like pulses and everywhere else. So that's that coming. Sure, there are. Um, so yeah, really good breaking Star Trek news. And the other yeah. thing, the Netflix tends to do like three or four seasons with its animated shows. So I really wouldn't yeah. be surprised to see more. So that's all great. It does seem well, like there was an arc heading for that. that they're they're going to look think of this out there that we have got. New Trek, and we own sole rights to it. They're going to make as long as they've got enough viewers to cover the cost of making it. Netflix will probably keep making it, just to go put the fingers up at CBS and Paramount. Also, yep. have you two thought about the best thing about it for you, for, for specifically your viewpoints? 
I mean, like I'm kind of joining this now as a bandwagoner, but you know, with Robert Batrium's uh, recent comments, like, okay, they've already done season two, season three, episode one, killed off. Like Netflix won't oh, want yeah. that baggage. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh, we brought him back, and oh, he died on the way home though. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, I'm not sure I'm mentally prepared to witness the end of Chicote. Oh <laughs> yeah. Popcorn in yet? <laughs> no, that's it. Anyway, um, on to. The one animated show then that is available on Paramount Plus, um, Star Trek Lower Decks and Path Ferengi's Heart Place, which do we want to mention the very, very short treks at all? Oh yeah, we can cover oh, yeah, the very, I, very short. Can tracks. we cover them next week? I still haven't watched the last one, so can we? Do okay, them? next okay. week. Next week we'll do uh, a full rundown of all the rest of them. Just quickly, when we do get to the bit in the, um, you know, when when they're on their date in this, uh, remind mm-hmm. me because. That's very heavily, as I don't know if you guys went there, but like uh, the, it's very heavily themed on the Vegas, uh, Las Vegas Star Trek experience. Uh, I've got a story. Ah, no, never uh, went there. Never got went. a couple of stories in my life. Yeah. Right. Well, I will remind you by talking about it. There you go. That'll be your reminder. You, When we get to the bit that we're talking about that bit, that's your reminder. Um, so, yeah, Path Ferengi's Heart Place, which... Yeah, for anyone who's not seen Gath Marenghi's Dark Place, first of all, you should. Uh, but I imagine there's a lot of people in America who probably have never come across it. And it was just a crazy Channel 4 comedy meant to be uh, video nasty that had resurfaced. And yeah, it's it's just utter, utter, utter madness. I mean, um, it is insane that, like, the amount of Americans who uh, are sci-fi fans and kind of cult comedy fans, because those two tend to go hand in hand, mm-hmm. uh, it's amazing how many people I've tracked it out. Like, fair play to them. Because for a long time, certainly, and a lot of them were, were saying they watched it before it was like, I think it's on All 4 now or Channel 4 on Demand, whatever mm-hmm. they call it. Um, but for a while, you can get it anywhere, and people in America had seen it. So, like, that's kind of fair play for doing yeah, that. Yeah, well played. I mean, I had it, I've got it on DVD, and that was the only way to have it for a long time. Yeah. So, we get the reintroduction of Rom and Lita, which is fantastic. And we we saw Chase at the start of this year, and she there was nary a hint. She that, didn't that. mention that she'd been that she was coming up in lower decks, and she must no, have I mean, gone by then. In she all fairness, she was may very not have, but she was very distracted. I was there in my dragon finery. She was flirting with me. Look, no one's blaming her. She was. She, she no, was oh, you yeah. work for the NHS. Maybe we could talk about a little bit something from my charity, if you know. Oh, what I mean. that's not quite how I remember it. I that's seem to I remember mean. Chase saying, "Does anyone work for the NHS?" Oh, oh, me, 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 me. I work for the. Just no, me, I, me, I, me, 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 me. No, look at me, look at me, look at me. No, I don't, don't record it like that. I, 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 I remember my version very well. Like that's. I, I can look you up with anyone. No, 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 no. But that—that's not the bit of the NHS that I need. Don't worry, don't worry. I've got all the contacts. It's fine. We don't blame you. Sorry, you haven't got video but, of this. You know, you? just no. You haven't. No. Okay, then I remember it right away. <laughs> Definitely, that's how it happened. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. 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 We'll go with over that. Over me. Um, so you guys, oh, and what about me? Tell me about yourself. Okay, she said it's a whole table, but like, I, you know, she meant it to me. You know. Of course, she did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so Rom, then, as all, we, we start on a Ferengi ship, so we we're back to having these little vignettes where we get now, the ship and it gets destroyed, and we find now, out Rom's told this... them not. Go on. 
Don't you think this was a bit uh, interesting, though? You had one of mm-hmm. the Bengi going, oh, just on time. Yeah, that's it. So... And it's sort of like, oh, this is the first clue that other people might be involved. Well, didn't they actually say just before it blowed up, blew, blowed up, blew up, the guy who was at the helm who was, like, uh, hired because he was someone's cousin's yeah. mm-hmm. friend or whatever. Uh, yeah, and he said, like, it was kind of revealed he had said it. He'd done a little black market. Yeah. So it's like, it'll be interesting to see if there are more people involved. Or is this just yeah. Ferengi being Ferengi? But it's the first time that we've mm. had, because we've had, what, uh, Klingon, Romulan, who else? Uh, Orion's and now Ferengi blown up by it. But this is the first time that we've seen that somebody might have actually been in touch yep. with them. Yeah, exactly. And I think that might knacker the whale probe idea a little well, bit. But this maybe plays into my uh, evil boiler in uh, Section 31 developing whale yep. probe technology. And I'm going to also decide like that. that after the uh, probe from Star Trek Four kind of got the signal and moved on, I think the Federation then got in touch. They taught it English. You know, like there's been so many, or like, sorry, Federation standard. There's been mm-hmm. so many kind of years in timeline that they could have picked up English. It's possible. They can evolve. Uh, for me, the, uh, the the thing I did think was I've enjoyed this kind of whole mystery and they've eked it out a lot better, as we've said, than some other shows, which we won't need to go into but they've done a nice job of teasing it but it is getting to the point where right last time that was the first time they had the the ship which blown up led into the the, the <laughs> adventure and they've done it again i'm sort of like they're sort of running out of ways of cutting this onion like or you know whatever phrase well, is there. I, I yeah mean, there's, there's, there's only so many yeah but they've moved now i'm they? like the first two were just it was completely separate to the story but yeah the latest two the story has been about which that's what species. I meant. It's like, oh, yeah. so where are they going next time? Well, that's the thing. Now they've done that twice. It's all like either, I mean, it would be nice to, to have it just like even blowing it, like ship blow up in the middle of the episode. In the middle of what's happening, it blows Ooh. up and then that adds to the engine yeah. of the story. So say well, it's uh, two warring worlds. Someone turns up and blows up when the ship goes on. I think that's that when, to, yeah. I think that's going to be when the Federation get attacked. Is We don't oh. have to see that happen yet. But so I, I think we're just, just ready for it like, to evolve like a little on, bit. Like we're on episode six, so I reckon episode seven or eight, the Federation are going to be attacked. And then episode Maybe. nine and ten is going to be the two-part conclusion to the arc. I, I just don't want the, like, again, it's been wonderful. They've done really interesting things. They've always been fun scenes. But we've done it being the episode opener. Do, give me something different next week. Like we've done that, like even even changing it up to make it lead into a plot. We've done that too now. It's yeah. yeah. Keep us moving on. Yeah, we're ready for we're we're ready to move the icon to... a little bit. Yeah. Just a little. Yeah. We don't need to give the Which whole thing away. No, like I think episode seven or eight, we're going to get a bit more because the Federation are going to get attacked and they're going to have a clue where they think it's coming oh, from. You know, they should attack. They should attack Lutan's planet. Oh, <laughs> that'd be good. That'd the be brilliant. Planet. Yeah, the oh, whole part, oh, no. you just see the ship in orbit and he's like, what are you doing, woman? And then it just blows have him we, up. Did, did have they we have actually covered that episode yet? Not in full, no. Can I, can I check, did they, when they visited that planet, did they have warp technology yet? Because I've got an idea. Uh, um, I don't think they did, no. Because brilliant. They must, so have, they, they must have done because uh, the Federation was... Oh, yeah, they could trade with them, you're right. Maybe yeah. they just discovered the technology but then build their first warp ship. Because uh, my pitch is... 
it's their first warp ship, which actually like they they launched in space. So they developed warp technology. So that's when the Federation got in contact. These many years later, they finally got a warp capable ship. They just get it to the uh, outer of their atmosphere. The probe comes along, blows up that ship, and unfortunately, it was such an unstable ship because it was their first one. They went to know, blows up the whole planet. Everyone whoops. Ah, oh, yeah. Kind of honor redemption, they could call it. Just by blowing you, up that planet. If you're really into hitting on Lutan, um, the the '90s comic book film Dark Man, Lutan uh, gets tortured and killed within the first ten minutes. So uh, there you well, go. That's probably one to check out. I don't want the actor to die, just like that character. No, well, he doesn't really die in Dark Man, you know. It was a film. Oh, well, that's that film, that, that documentary ruined for me. I know, yeah, because Liam ne- that's why Liam Neeson does all these action films now, Dark because Man's he's got brilliant. that Dark Man thing, yeah. And how, how that uh, sweet Sean Bean keeps on resurrecting, it's just beyond me. Well, yeah... Yeah, well, he hasn't died well, since 2011, according to Gav's T-shirt. But anyway, there's a theory that uh, Sean Bean, why he looks so good when he dies in everything, is because he really dies in everything because he's immortal. Yeah, he's a proper method actor. Yeah, he, no, that, yeah. documentaries. Yeah, he's several thousand years old. I can believe that. Yeah, he he's like That's why the. He yeah, he's the um, like the the living spirit of Yorkshire. Yeah, like he, he's the embodiment of the land. That'd I be mean, cool. Uh, yeah, oh, I feel like we and... should write like a, an urban fantasy now about Sean Bean being like the king of Yorkshire, and then. Can I just add something? If he's the land, then may Patrick Stewart be the spirit. Ooh, it could be. Yeah, well, oh, like that. Anyway. Um, so we've just got past the teaser and we're 15 minutes in, so we should probably crack on a little bit. Whoa, let's smell the roses. We're rushing through this. The Ferengi then are applying to join the Federation, and this is where Rom and Lita come back in. And I love that they, they give them the gift of the ceremonial bust, oh. but then they give them the invoice for it they as give well. Them the which... gift of the ceremonial invoice. Yeah. Brilliant. They've got a uh, gift uh, discount. <laughs> yeah. Can I, can I uh, like ask a question of the the characterizations, which I know we get a twist at the end. But the characterizations, even with the twist of Lita and Rom, they don't feel even after the twist like Lita and Rom from the series to me. Especially like no. since, it's the same uh, thing. Partly it's the same thing as Quark because they didn't have the teeth in, so you could hear Rom's uh, voice was different. Qu- but Quark did. Armin Shimmerman did put his teeth in for Did he? Because yeah, that's only but, different still. But, um, it might be just... Rom, ha- Rom, Rom hasn't... Yeah, you could and definitely yeah. really... Like, Quark's one was a little bit off. It might just been because his voice has changed. Oh, and also, yeah, yeah it's a lot of age and he's getting on. And... Yeah. That's fair they play, were, but Rom's but was really put... close to no. Was that your... Was that Mulder? Oh, sorry, that was Mulder. not my dog, no. Oh, God! There's a microphone which I was using the other day, which saw the floor, which obviously is on, and we're like slid into it. Oh, there we go then. <laughs> so don't be blaming my dog <laughs> when it's your dog. With, and you put a microphone up to her. Yeah, exactly. Look, we know you want her on the show, but micing her up, it's just. Sorry, anyway, um, yeah. To point regarding Rom, I think. They, they leaned way too heavily into the Rom's an idiot thing. Yeah, they went into and, the silly stuff. 
And we know canonically that Rom isn't an idiot. And it it was almost like if you'd only watched season one of DS9 or season one and two and somebody said, write some scenes for Rom, that's probably what you'd come up with. And then then you just looked at what had he done as well. So you watched a couple of episodes, early episodes, and you went, oh, he played baseball and he did this and he did that. Yeah, and then just Wikipedia did it. This is really what leaned into the baseball. Yeah, I felt it was someone who watched the show who looked up stuff. It was yeah. like at the end, even the twist that uh, oh, they're playing game all the time, but it would still involve Lita looking up all these um, swindling things. Is that Lita? <coughs> and her to be as conniving as that, I don't see. Yeah, like this it. makes sense that Lita was always clued up about stuff. She was clued up, but she wasn't mm. conniving, and she wouldn't play games. I don't think like this. They're, no, I cool. think I think that she I think that she'd uh, lean into the Ferengi. Uh, traditions and all that to protect Rob being because, in his role as Grand Nagus. Oh, that I'd buy, but they didn't really show that. They just showed her when when they were showing the sort of like the the turn the the fake character basically that they were. Presenting. Yeah, they showed her like doing every single nitpicky thing in the contract, picking up on everything. And then when she revealed, like, again, the reveal that they've been playing games all this time just didn't seem fitting with the character, especially not since uh, Ron was in Starfleet. He loved Starfleet. And why would he need yeah. them to prove that they're not playing because games? He because well, he wasn't in Starfleet. He was in the Bajoran militia. I'm just, was, but, and, yeah, okay. and, you, and you've also got the thing, like what I've just said, Leetie would actually get herself clued up on how to do all this. Because Rom isn't a businessman, she'd do it to protect him. She would to stop him but, getting to stop him getting thrown out from being the Grand Nagus. But that being said, I do still feel like I agree. It's a little bit off, but it, it was delightful to have them back in an yeah. episode. And I think you've you've got to accept in lower decks that what we're seeing is a a slightly skewed version of the yeah. real thing by and large. But it is seen through um, the eyes of uh, drinking. Absolutely, well, array, array of drinkers because we proved that. Well, yeah, that's it. World. Um, so onto the the main cast then, and what they get to do. So Boimler has to go and investigate the entertainments, well, basically. Ra- Ransom has uh, swung it so that they get to go update the Starfleet travel travel brochure. <laughs> yes, yes, which and, is oh. a go- which is a secret. A secret golden uh, assignment when you get mm-hmm. it because you do go to go party on the Federation's expenses. Can I just jump in there? Just because Ransom used to be a fun character. I always had a good time when he was on the screen. But since they kind of developed this character out, which they did, like I've said before, they did it perfectly. You show him being a dick, then you round him out. Like, that's a nice way of doing it. And now every time he's on screen, he's like, oh, it's Ransom. Well, I just, I can't wait for him to be on screen. He's now one of my favorite characters because they took their time developing it. In fact, it's yeah. the way they handled it. So um, I love it. Yeah, he's very <laughs> yeah. good. Fun. And he always says something dickish, and then he just redeems it. And like he was going, like, yeah. Well, look, why do I hate it so much more when you're being nice to me? It's like because I'm good looking too. The total package. <laughs> <laughs> now he's a nice guy. He can get but, but like, but like, like yeah, but I'll, funnier. Let, let's remember though, from was it season one, season two? You could see the attraction between Mariner and Ransom. Oh god, yeah, that's and that never, oh, sort, yeah. and that sort of never got answered. And it's obviously that. Is still going on between That's the two. Of in the them. air, definitely. Yeah, I think they've they've yeah. referenced it here and there. It's not been as full on, which I think yeah. is good, because to my point, which I um been in the group like during the, <laughs> the Tandy and um 
Rutherford storyline. I love and I love this episode, but they've they've now played it to its natural conclusion that if they do it again, you have to get them together. Whereas with this one, they played it so kind of like distant. If you like, you know, that there is definitely the flirtation there, but they've yeah. never gone towards getting together. I mean, you can play I- that. So they both they both actually saying stuff that they they really mean, but they're both embarrassed about. If yeah, if the next episode it was revealed that Mariner and Ransom had been shagging for ages, that would not surprise me no, whatsoever. No, no, no it and wouldn't. It, it would kind of work as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it would work yeah. that they'd been sort of at it. Ha- that's the thing. It everyone, <laughs> they're so kind of like. Um, I don't want to say insecure, but they like they are certainly two people who I think might struggle with relationships, especially Mariner mm-hmm. now and maybe Ransom in the past. And um, he would say something dickish every time to 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 scuffle relationships, even though he's a nice guy we know now. Uh, whereas with Rutherford and um uh, Tandy, it, it's all they're on the surface, like just they're not seeing it, which is yeah. great. Yeah. You can only play that so long. Whereas two messed up people, oh, you could keep them going around in circles all the time. Oh, people who, who've got relationship issues, they're great for long, long storylines. Yeah. But and it's yeah, like, the... it's Tandy and Rutherford. It's sort of like they've done the Will the Water, and this was like the obvious conclusion. Well, not a conclusion of it, but this was sort of pushing it to the limits that you can the Will the Water. I mean, yeah, geez. there's not much. He was blushing when she talked about walking around in just a gym shorts. Like, yeah. I, I, I got a tingle. I'm not going to lie. Well, there we go. Well, um, after that, just like that made it well, ten, ten, ten times because more creepy. We, well, did it make it ten times more creepy or was it just ten times more creepy? Look, if you see Noel Wells, uh, and I watched her on uh, Saturday night before that, she's cute as a bum. Like, the. How could we have made it less creepy? Did you want us to go, oh, yeah. No, no, just go, ha, ha, ha. Anyway, on to the next note, not... Okay. <laughs> no, that made Sorry. it... That's, Sorry. That's next gross. time you make a reference to wanting to shag a cartoon, we will we we will react oh, appropriately. Don't get high mighty about fucking, car- fucking cartoons. You watched Roger Rabbit just like I did. You know what effect that Jessica Rabbit had on all of us. Bell from Beauty and the Beast for me. Fair enough. You see, I don't judge you. No, 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 should you? Uh, anyway, so yeah, the I mean, there's funny bits in it, like where they have to have the picture taken and they put him in all bondage gear and you <laughs> well, know, it, well, they get into right, no, they get they get into the suits and all that, and you can tell that they're both really attracted to how they look mm. at each other and the. And they get on with the photos and he said, right, now we'll do the underwear. <laughs> yeah. And the conclusion to that story is good where the bird guy comes in and they, they do this whole thing of, oh, we're, we're both in love with you. And I, yeah. I thought that was a good... I mean, it's I, it's one of those things which you can only get away with in low decks because it's just, no one would say that. It's like, oh, it's my favourite platonic couple from the ship. Which it's 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 the right show to get away with that joke, and it's just so hilarious. Yeah. And then when they yeah, have the it's something that well. it's a line that wouldn't work in live action. No, yeah. of course. And I also did love the raised <laughs> table where they're kind of like uh, yes. say nice yeah. things to each other. 
Um, but yeah, it was this scene which was set up like the Star Trek experience. So like a lot of the, uh, just the setup and the design of the area was clearly modern. Mm-hmm. Even you had Ferengi waiters in Quark's bar there, which uh, served your warp core breach. They were like these, you know, the goldfish bowl cocktails you get yeah. over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look like the American ones, but much shitter. The American ones, they like these huge spheres of booze and they cost next to nothing. So you had warp core breach and... Um, I forget one of the other ones, but you buy Ryan Ale and the rules of acquisition from the shop. And the Frankie Waiter was perfect because just totally took the sell, the, the uh, sin off them, just totally hard selling you. They're going, it's like, oh, have you picked up your, your versions of the rules of acquisition? Maybe a Romulan and Ale. It's like brilliant. And then you go on the rides there because there was one which was like uh, where you're on, um, on the Enterprise and one which is a Borg adventure. Really great. We're queuing up for that on our way in. And as you go along, you know, you got the um, uh, the Frankie go past you and like people dressed as all these different races. There's a Klingon walk past us and it's uh, for my friend Stagdu. And I've got these T-shirts printed up, which got like these photos of, of us on them, like some old embarrassing photos of each of you know, me and uh, the other groomsmen and, and yeah. the best and his has got him with his old curtains, like uh, holding up a plunger. Mm. He was a plumber, and I bought him a plunger for Christmas because he kept on going, I don't even, like I was calling him Plunger Boy just for a joke. And he goes, I don't even own one. I go, oh, do you now, mate? So I took a photo. That one t shirt. And the guy goes, like, he goes, Oh, what are you guys doing over here? Like, uh, he goes, uh, they're going, We're going, Oh, we're, we're here for a stag to, Oh, it's a sort of box party. Oh, box party. Yeah. You know what happens when Rice stays on Rice? Ha ha. And he goes, uh, and he, who, who is the groom? And like, uh, we point to our mate, and he goes, Ah. Oh, is this your bride point of the t-shirt of him with a curtain? Mm. <laughs> the rest of the year, we were just going, is that your bride? <laughs> and we still to this day, to be frank, because we're that childish. And just coincidentally, it was within a year of when we went LARPing and they filmed some bits uh, with our friends, including my friend who was dressed, who actually, funnily enough, played a character called Lutan. But we won't go into that. But he was playing this Wraith character and, and they go, oh no, keep the costume on, keep keep the mask down for this. And he's going, oh, okay, yeah. So he talks about, like, they ask him about his real life and he goes, like, uh, Oh yeah, I'm a plumber, and uh, he talks to them for five minutes. This is just one little soundbite, and they have uh, Arthur Smith, the comedian, voicing over it. And they go, mm-hmm. it's like um, they talk about all the different people. They show bits of interview, and then they go, but what do these uh, stout warriors and uh, and beasts of the woods uh, do in their real life? It's like, oh, I'm an accountant, I'm a banker, I'm a... and then it flashes to him in the wraith outfit going. I'm a plumber. And the way they yeah. cut out just made him sound like so dorky. Whereas if you heard the full thing, you just, it's him talking. It's, uh, yeah. So, so we got both of those on him in the same year, which is great. <laughs> experience, which is wonderful. And even the ships hang from the scene. They literally had an Enterprise D and the original Enterprise, I think, was like ships hanging from the ceiling. It was just, uh, if you watch that scene again, it's exactly how they had it laid out. Did they really have amazing. a Megato? Because that's you know, what letters. That's I in, do not uh, think they're the that's in Mariner's bar. Yeah, we oh, need to but... talk about Mariner's story anyway. Yeah, we were still on there, Tandy and uh, Rutherford there. Yeah. True. So Mariner then, yeah, she meets up with old Ferengi people she used to know. And, and we've seen this guy before. Oh, have we? Yeah. Yeah this, is, yeah, this is in this is St. Ferengi from the last time we had the Megato. Is it he? might be. That's I can't remember. Too. Yeah, she yeah. has bumped into him before, so he's ah. a recurring. It did seem like he was getting. She said, "Oh, hi to you again." Like it seemed, seemed like we were meant to know. Yeah, he's a recurring. I character. just assume Mariner knows everyone, so it, it doesn't no, ever surprise is, no, me. And, when... and every Ferengi certainly. No, this uh, is a, a proper Ferengi mate. Right. I, I really enjoyed her uh, big story <clears throat> for Mariner just going around day drinking because that's always going to be fun in in uh, lower decks, but. 
again, it is a storyline we've we've heard quite a lot. Her feeling comfortable with being promoted and Ransom supporting her. So if they do this again, again, I want something new from it. We've had yeah, three, two or three I episodes of the fair. same thing. I think what it is is that she's actually ready to be promoted and she doesn't want to admit it to herself. Oh, definitely. No, and 100%. She yeah. And, yeah. and she knows that she's earned it this time and... Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I I get what's going on. I just I feel like they've covered that. Like, and they've even yeah. covered covered her and ransom, and like her not liking ransom being nice to her. So what? Like, give me something next. Like, you know, what's well, like? I think, I think they said not liking ransom being nice to her is goes back to that they attracted to each other, and that's a, oh, her yeah. defense mechanism. From I'm attracted to this guy. Don't be nice to to me because I might do something about it. Oh, completely. <laughs> but then then. Show again, show something different from that. Like shows maybe he then uh starts being more of a taskmaster and he she starts softening, but then she she gets annoyed with that. Like, oh, oh, I'm, I've actually got to prove myself, I've actually got to try for something. What's that like when she actually tries a whole episode? She, her trying, her trying to be maybe even trying to be more like Boiler, getting yeah. tips from him. That could be a lot of fun. Give me something new from that. I like how they end up at the Dominion War shrine and the morning the lost prophets rather than yeah. not the band which we won't talk about but um but yeah it's it's about oh look at the latinum that was lost i just love how you've got the ferengi who's trying on it and mariners that yeah i love how you guys never break character <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah delicious and then, then Boimler's story, so he ends up watching loads of telly and we get the good sort of meta joke where it's like, oh, so they, they put they put advertisements in the show and then you get the Paramount. That was delicious. Yeah, yeah that was really nice. Yeah. And and I love, like, usually the if they've got a C-plot, usually the story's in danger in a lot of uh, Star Trek mm. shows, let's face it. However, this was just a fun little... Sorry, in a few to be fair, it's to a be, little fun running joke this has, more than a story. To line. be fair, this has four this stop this episode has four plots. This has four stories Yeah, it's true. But it's all like because and, not, and all of and I think it's really clever that they've done this with four stories because you don't realise there's four stories going on how it's done. No. But you've got the negotiation, you've got Boimler's thing, you've got Mariner off on her own, mm. you've got Tandy and Rutherford. But all of them, if you tried to do even half an episode with any of these, what they did, it'd just be too much. You only needed the five minutes oh, or so. True. It wasn't too much, but it's like, I mean, the uh, Boiler storyline was perfect for what it was. It was just like, it was basically a running joke, as I say, more than a, a whole yeah. plot. And it was set up nicely so that it didn't need more than it had. I would say the negotiation suffered a little bit from under exposure and then you could have done a better job with Lita and Rom's character to our point. Yeah. Uh it was a bit underserved, but the other two were just as much as they needed as well. Like as I say, it was uh, the day drinking with um Mariner. You just cut it to it three times, that's fine. That's all that needs. You know yeah, she, she it, gets in a fight deliberately just to be yeah. in a fight because and it's almost like she's doing this stuff because that's what her reputation is. Not because yeah. it's what she wants to do. She's going out to do this yeah. to prove that she's still the same person. Whereas you watch some of the old uh, Next Gen and like when they have got four plots, it's like usually 
One of them might be good. Uh, three of them were well underserved. Two of them just had not even enough plot for five minutes, and yeah. uh, the second one was just messy anyway. And it's like they 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 don't do they didn't used to do well with balancing so many plots. Whereas a fast paced comedy like this is like this is yeah at heart it can be well, so many other things. Well, essentially, you have, essentially, you have three of the plots were what they're doing on the on the planet, but the dolls yeah. Yeah. off, so you had them all completely different stories. It actually, when you say it like that, it's sort of like those three plots, almost if you remove the fourth plot with the uh, negotiations, it could be one of those Simpsons episodes where they cut yeah. between all the characters, which mm. works really well. And Like, this was dodgy ground. The drink night was with Sluggo, which is very close to nicking off Futurama with the slurb. No, no, Sluggo Cola... Was in, I think it was mentioned. It was mentioned in DS9, and it has been mentioned. They also had it in the audio book, which they had Quark did of his acquisition. So that's it. Just reminded me that because I've I've recently started re watching Futurama, I've just watched the episode where Fry goes and finds out uh, how the mates learn, and it comes from a giant slug. (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, in all fairness. Star Trek got their first. I don't think you should run rip them yeah. off, but they are close, like you say. Um, but yeah, no, no, this, this was uh, some some good find rompage amongst the yeah, uh, like, uh, good mainstream. fun. But yeah, let's do something more with the the threat next week. Let let's yeah, inj- it, that along a little bit yeah, further it, if we and, can. And you had the deck of the mind was the other cocktail, or the cocktail, which was very nice. Just a nice little throw-in. So, should we do a private little war then? Because the Magato. Man, what what were the chances though? Like, I, I checked with Jim, well, like, uh, and and you didn't know this was Mbenga in here. And how lovely to have the first. Of the yeah, Mbenga. it worked yeah. out quite nicely that like, we get to do a Mbenga episode. Yeah, uh, the reason we did this is, like, obviously the last episode went so much into DS9. But we've been covering so much DS9, we look to do yeah. something different. We, my, I'll be honest, my first choice was that we should have done the Masterpiece Society. Well, yeah. Which, I, which is where the Admiral had just come from before the mission that he mentioned. It was so funny because you said that, and I was like, I, I was really torn because I agreed with your point, but it was like, oh, God, it was so DS9 centric. So oh, no. like, as always, when there's two of us have said something, actually, funnily enough, it's usually you, me, Elliot, as it turns out. And then I go, well, the third person, you decide. So, like, I call Jim, and you would suggest the third one, which I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I mean, it's nice to do some original yeah. series after such a long time. Yeah, it, I just thought it's a while since we've done an original series. Which so why the not? T-shirt on? There we are. Nice. Which is, it is so threadbare. This is literally from the um, 80s, maybe 90s at least. And now, this episode of Private Little War, it is iconic. But it's I iconic just, because of the Megato and nothing else. No, I, I no, don't think this problem. is a great actually, episode. Actually, this episode proves all the naysayers who are always going, no, you can't do prequel shows because the technology is far too advanced compared to what they had in the original series. This episode starts with better technology than we've seen in any of the prequel shows. Kirk has his invisible binoculars. Oh, he does. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and, but, and I was watching this, and he puts his hands up yeah. to look. Because we know that you put your hands up like that to stop a glare. But yeah. the camera actually zoomed in for the <laughs> scene. <laughs> 
there were so many batshit things about this episode. And it was like, <laughs> it was the least Star Trek moral you could ever put on an episode. I was it like, it was a weird one. How yeah. have I ever noticed how well batshit for a Star Trek episode this is, especially not this only was a, No, this was a very American thing, though, wasn't it? Oh, it was. It was Vietnam. Uh, and it's sort of like that going in and you're leveling the playing field, equaling who has the weapons and. But, like, I mean, to Star like, Trek, like, if you like, think about the classic Star Trek. Like, we found it even to the end of, is it uh, Rambo 3 or 4? For the brave people of the Taliban that the Americans... Oh, Rambo 3, yeah, yeah, yeah. That the Americans went in arms. So the Americans have actually learned nothing over the years <laughs> about going in and arming people. <laughs> I just I just thought, like, for Star Trek, that really our message is, yeah, well, let's arm but, them equally. What? I think, like, this yes. is, I think this is due to it being an American show, and oh, they God. honestly and they honestly think this is a sensible thing to level the playing field because that's and, their philosophy. And in all fairness, I know we do say a lot, which is true, that the network forced Roddenberry to be not as progressive as he wanted to be. However, let's face it, there are some chinks in Roddenberry's armor of of what he wanted to be and what he wanted Star Trek to be. And maybe some of his attitudes at the time, which even involved by next generation somewhat. But like, you know, uh, in the original series, he had uh, like, you know, the short skirts on the, the women who were underserved mm-hmm. in plots. You had um, like episodes like this. I think he kind of like, he did see, I think he would have been for the storyline. Just, just judging by everything else we know about him of the previous work he did. I think he probably was still up for telling a war story more than Star Trek maybe leans into usually. Yeah, I think so. I don't think he was yeah. pushed to do this, basically, is what I'm saying. I think this was his choice. Well, I think you've also got the fact that they obviously had a, a village from another uh, film or whatever they were, yeah. were making. Yeah, I think obviously that's going Western. on. Because it looks very much like there's a maybe a western or something like that. That's something like on. that, and they've got all the props from the Civil War film that's yeah. been made <laughs> down the road. But you, yeah. but you look at like a piece of the action, and that's like they straight up use, use that gangster set, obviously. No, oh, yeah, yeah. They find well, a way of making talked, very Star Trek. I we've talked about that. this on previously, like, and this happened a lot, not just in TOS, but in all the TV of the sixties where the studios, the TV studios, were also connected to the movie studios. Uh-huh. So they would regularly go film on a movie set that had been yeah. built. Oh, yeah, yeah. A, a movie set wasn't wasn't built for a movie generally. Lots of things would be filmed there before it was stored back down. That, oh, yeah, you have your backlot that, sets. That, but... that, that plywood is, is bloody expensive. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, no, no, I, I think we all, yeah. <laughs> we certainly, um, oh, sorry, we've been corrected in Magatu. Gamato. Gamato. Well, you see, mm. you say Yeah, Gamato, because there was the episode Magato, Gamato, Magato. <laughs> but there is a thing yeah. about the Magato. Uh, it was Magatu in the original script, but I think it was DeForest Kelly couldn't pronounce it. So they just went, well, we'll, we'll change it to Magato. Um, so you can find like merchandise and stuff that it's still down as Magatu um, because that. They worked from the script, whereas it, yeah, it was DeForest Kelly not being able to say it. Yeah, but I yeah, well, this, this is certainly the question. Are they going to a new OS? Original series. 
I'd be new original sin. I, what, what do you mean following I, him from the um, mm, no, I mean, Stranger like. Worlds? I don't know. I don't want them to. I'm sorry, but it's well, like, it'd be no, the, it'd be awful if they do that. It was for movies, didn't... but not for redoing in TV for my liking. We've already had it, and and we it's perfect. See, we, I'm we, pretty sure me and Elliot talked about this, and we said the only way they could do it would be if it was the final two years of the yeah, five-year mission. So don't redo what we've had. But if you've recast everyone, you could fill in the and blank. You could, and, okay, you could go, just... uh, and you could go four years later, or does he do a second five-year mission? So at the start of his second five-year mission. Yeah. And it's, so... five, year, and it's five years later from Strange New Worlds ending. I think I could, if you're going to do it... With, I could go with that. Well, they never but... got... Second five year, did they? Well, well that's all the did they do one after the motion picture, and it's all it's all very non canonical. Exactly, when was the mo- motion picture? It's never been sort of set in canon. I'm just gonna say, like, look, I, I know I've had <laughs> my objections to Strange Worlds version of Spark and, and other characters, which they've taken a few kind of uh, changes to, but my. I don't know. I just don't want such an original series and then do I'm not being, I'm not I think they'd be pretty tempted to make Spock emotional. I'm not being funny. I would, I would not be happy for them to remake the original series. No, maybe Because not. once you remake the original series, oh, let's remake Next Generation. Oh, let's remake DSI. No, these were great TV in their Kingdom own right. Let's do something new. Yeah, I agree. Timeline movies, for anyone who's a, a, a not yeah. fan, we like them, but it's like, if anyone's not a fan, at least give them they did something different. They did a way of doing it so that mm-hmm. everything you knew and loved happened. This is just now happening because it's not on the timeline. Yeah. Even establishing it on the timeline with our original Spock to make it a different timeline. And our Spock was perfectly our Spock and everything worked beautifully. And you yeah. can do whatever the fuck you want because it's <laughs> back on our, our beloved original series. Exactly. If you go even after the original series, I still feel like it risks doing that. It so does risk doing it. Because it's between uh, two phases uh, of the original series uh, from the TV uh, show to the and movie. The, prob- the problem is at the moment, they can get away with the Enterprise looking different before Kirk and say, well, it got a refit and yep. there was reasons for this and it to look differently. You, you like can the get retro away look? with that. You can get away with that. But if you do remake it, it's just not going to be right. And and then no, it's not. And then you're overwriting something iconic. And yeah, I don't think they should. It'd be wrong to do it, and no one wants it. No. But getting back to this, so (laughs) this episode. Um, Let's talk about then characterization because. Spock gets injured, and the subplot is Chapel and Mabenga <laughs> caring for Spock. And which, which you know how when I greet you guys, I give no indication I know you already. You know how I do that, yeah, yeah. like you do with old friends. Sorry, go on. And right, Mabenga doesn't do much, so there's a lot there. But there is there's a moment with Chapel where she holds Spock's hand. Yeah. And that has added weight now, and it yeah, forces but... us to interpret it differently, knowing what we knew. But it, it still works. I will give so you that. I, I really like little bits like that. <laughs> and there's also the very end of it when he when they bring you back to normal, 
and he suddenly goes real stern again. And yeah. he goes, right, I'm, I'm normal again. She's there. I can see that. And that and that carries on with what we have seen Strange New Worlds. There is so much of that which works, but it's like, it's really weird. There was one scene. There was one to begin with where you've got Spock on the bed and you've got Mbenga and uh, Nurse Chapel. And we don't know if they're going to introduce Bones at some point because you know, they, they seem to like introducing all the original series characters. And that seems to be the way they're going. But anyway, you've got three people who definitely know each other. Then later you've got Kirk is also in that room with the, the three of them for one mm-hmm. scene. And no one, no, like Kirk going, hey, Mbenga, how are you doing? I haven't seen you in ages since, since you used to serve as, like, he's introduced, like, yeah. oh, and he, by the way, he was named certain Vulcans. Like, yeah, yeah I know, it, I met him. Yeah, Bones introduces him as if Kirk doesn't know who he is as part of his yeah. staff. Yeah, and there's definitely uh, liberties, which you, you have to certainly ignore certain bits. Which, yeah, yeah as you, say, you do. Yeah, the, the yeah. Chapel Spock bit actually works the best in this episode. Yeah, it does. Very good. The other episodes of, of them too. And what they should have done, if Kirk does know the real Mbenger, he should be like, yeah, Mbenger, there's some Klingons fucking around down there. Do you want to go down yeah. and uh, get that sort of thing? Well, you've got any of the old, I mean, sorry, the yeah. jet, whatever, whatever junk yeah, just, you're on yeah, to make you we'll all We'll all look the other way, yeah. and yeah. then if we come back okay. down and all the Klingons it, are dead, we'll just go, oh. Like, like the fact Mbenga is still on the ship, so we've got to assume Mbenga has never left. Oh, yes. I thought he'd left and come back for this. Well, it's especially. Well, we don't know this, but no, no, we have to assume... I'm just saying that's so why. We... But what you've got to think is like, why didn't Kirk just let him through loose every time that they met Klingons? Exactly. The yeah. Klingons are the run a fucking mile. Oh, so I mean, that, presumably oh, it's oh, because Mbenga Kirk... doesn't want to kill oh, Klingons yeah, willy nilly, oh, but. All, all Kirk has to do, every time he's got a Klingon problem, he's go and he's got him on view screen talking to them, is uh, the Benga to Ridge. Mm-hmm. And, the, and they'll bugger off. Yeah. <laughs> all I'm saying is, I mean, probably Nambenga's pissed. If he's on the ship the whole time, because I didn't even consider that I thought he's brought in for this mission, and I know it's another episode, but if he is on the ship the whole time, probably the reason why they didn't put him up against the Klingons is he goes, oh, sorry, why don't you get your new chief medical officer to do that? I'll fucking just piss around in my quarters because I'm just a junior doctor now. I think he's going to step down at the end of Strange New Worlds. They've got... They've well, got to have prepared themselves to give us a reason why. <laughs> There's got to be a the reason why. I think he's. I think. Sorry, go on. No, I was. I was agreeing with Jim. There's got to be a reason why he's no longer the chief medical officer, but we can still see him in the original season. Well, well, what I'm going to say, I think they're going to play it as as I took it. I mean, I think I took it this way because I I know Benga from Stranger Worlds now, but I took it he had come on board for this mission. The season three episode, which is also when I found out, uh, I, I take he comes back on. I actually want to read it. I'm going to rewatch that, that. To, yeah. to find out if they mention if he's like, oh, I've just come back on board or I've just visited. Yeah, it'll, it'll be another one that we'll get an explanation. Somebody will write them a Benga Chronicles and we'll we'll find out what he's been doing. And Just to add to that, though, because the thing is, if we go by um, your theory that he stepped down, that makes sense for the Mbenga, which we've seen in Stranger Worlds, because he looks much... Oh, no, he looks great, by the way. He looks cut as hell. I believe mm-hmm. every single scene where he's fine, more so probably than this guy. But this guy in this episode looks quite a lot younger than him. Like, he doesn't have the beard, but it's like he just looks younger. Um, I feel like he's a seasoned vet, the version which we see in Strange New well, Worlds. I and reckon then he's going to be... Potion in the meantime. I reckon at some point in 
strange new worlds, but Ben Green's going to become clean shaven. So we do get the clean shaven. Maybe. And years younger, at least. We'll go back to the classic, maybe Mabenga will die and we'll go, oh, well, it wasn't Joseph Mabenga, it was his younger brother, Steve. Steve Mabenga. No, the fact that the age, that doesn't bother me. No, it doesn't. It doesn't, but I'm saying... uh, But I think with a beard, a beard is somewhat somewhat different where... Yeah. When does he lose the beard? No, no, what all I meant was not, not that it bothers me, it's just more that... Um, the idea that he stepped down from being chief medical officer works for the age that he is in Strange New Worlds, whereas this guy we see is a quite young, younger guy. Like, I think he's in his 30s. To be Maybe fair, I guess close to 50. I'm just spitballing here. I'm thinking with Mabenga, he steps down due to stress or PTSD or so. It won't be a nice reason. So they like torturing Mabenga. He's like the <laughs> O'Brien yeah. of it all. Yeah, they're trying to make Mabenga into O'Brien. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, shall we, we'll talk about I, the year Actually, I was, to, I was off to ask one last question on this. Mm. So, in Strange New Worlds, has Kirk actually met Mabenga? I couldn't swear to it, to be honest. I couldn't, but I think he has. I, th- oh, I think yeah, Because that's where it gets... Like, to just see him passing is, is completely different to meeting him. Because I can't imagine if Kirk met him as chief medical officer and forget he was chief medical officer of the Enterprise. Well, I was just singing my ear, sorry, speaking my ear. Um, in the musical episode, apparently there was a cat love uh, love song between Mbenga and Kirk. Ah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So it, it sort uh, of has happened, but it didn't make it to the screen. Fair enough, yeah. They do a song where he's like, I want to be your junior doctor. It was called um, I Need a Doctor. Yeah. Yeah. So, the yeah, the main plot then, I mean, it's a load of, it, it's not great. Uh, but it's one of these where, oh, one of us has been here before, so that, you know, they can just do oh. a quick. I, I had a question, actually. Sorry, you brought up Klingons before. Um, mm. I, I mean, I, I'm sure I must have missed it where they very adequately explained this, but why the fuck do the Klingons care about arming another species? Like the Klingons in every other episode, even in the original series, just care, on the, care about the glory of the Empire. And now they're randomly giving some people on the planet. Like, did they explain uh, this? Did I just. It, it... Yeah, because this is a protected world that mm-hmm. that's been yeah, that, that they've all and obviously they've all agreed in a treaty. This is part of protected space. It's not going on or anything. So they can't just go in and and, and claim no, it. No, the no. Federation are going and kick them out. Uh, no, I so got they can't that. do the normal thing. So what they're trying to do is this arm man. one side to wipe out the other side, and they'll actually uh, petition to join the Klingon Empire. Yeah. Is that it? Because they did, didn't yeah, they say that's that? that did they yeah, say that last the bit? Do, the do basically... I was with you up until the Klingon the Empire bit. I didn't remember them yeah, mentioning becoming... Pre- yeah, yeah, there's part of it when he's uh, talking about how we'll... Uh, this is the new upgrade and you'll yeah, notice that it holds the powder better so it just, you don't get... Yeah. yeah, I was with all that. And we have to do it rifling. And, it, and he does say during all that, uh, some that eventually you will be a governor of a world in the Klingon Empire. You'll be part of it. Ah, I think that's the one crucial line I was missing, because it was like... There you go. The Klingons give a shit at this happens over that. They don't... Yeah, it's because there's a treaty where the Federation and Klingon can't interfere in... They're only allowed to go down for... It was just that line. ...the study botanical things. Yes. They've got this treaty. So the Klingons are interfering. Yes. 
Yeah, I, again, with, I got all that. It was that last with one, line. With one side to sort of gonna keep it sort of arming them more and more, bringing their technology technology up. Um, yeah, yeah. Far yeah. More again, I was throwing all and that, so that through the last line, and it's so that. And it's sort of like basically the villagers. Like, why one village is going to make the difference between the entire planet? <laughs> <laughs> but we we meant. I think we meant to overlook that. That it's just one village and one little. I, I think it might have been. I, I will actually allow them. <coughs> as long as that line's in there, that's fine. It that's is in there. But I will say, I will give them artistic license that this was like a canary down the mic. This is testing. Like, will this approach work? We'll do it in one yeah. small small um, uh, village or whatever. Hopefully, the Federation won't notice, which is probably also part of it. And if they do that subtly region by region, then they might think they would get away yeah, with it. That kind of makes sense tactically. Yeah. The rest of the episode. Well, I, I imagine that the... I imagine that we only seen them go to one village because there's only one Klingon goes down to village. So yeah. I imagine, like, they've sent one of the big uh, D7s. So they've got probably thousands of crew that can go down and they're hitting thousands of villages. Uh, yeah, could, they could be doing that. And and we can also imagine that the, the entire species is at this point in the evolution is only on one continent and stuff, so we can... The whole planet could be just be this village. Yeah. But you never know. So let's talk about the 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 character who is only known as Tyree's woman. And I mean this is just diabolical. I it's so it bad. Yeah, she's called like a Knuttu Fee yeah. woman or yeah. something. And it's just she's got magic bougie powers and she it's like Bloody, what were her name in Batman, the 60s suit? Marsha, Queen of Diamonds, how she yeah. could, like, seduce Batman with a, oh, in all a special logic. It's just she, awful. She, she obviously got typecast. <laughs> in 66 Batman, they had Louis the Lilac. That was the worst. That was uh, There was no one worse than Louis the Lilac in all the Rose mm. Gallery, but that's another story. Uh, for me, it was just the fact that it was, like, again... I don't think it was the studio. Like I, we excused Gene Roddenberry quite a lot for studio notes and things we know studio pushed him to, and that's fair. But I don't think anyone pushed him to create this character. Was no, so no, no. Like, like, oh, the woman doing the evil thing. It's all the woman's fault. Like, and the Klingons. It's just to be fair. To be fair, for the sixties on primetime TV, this is massively sexualized. This oh, is, it is. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. But like, I don't know, if, I don't know, if, I don't know if you noticed, and when this had first been shown on the old TVs that we used to have, you wouldn't have noticed, but on our big screens we've got now, when she was rubbing the herbing to Tyrone's arm, and you could see, he was scratching his arm, you could see she pulled down from her nails, there's massive scratch marks in his arm, cut <laughs> I mean, and I was thinking... That is really, and you could tell, no, these are real scratches because this is makeup. You won't do that. But on our new HD TVs, you pick all that out. Yeah. And we also throw to the, well, probably they had to do it that deep just to get like, noticed on the cameras then. But it's like, yeah. it was with the, um, the sexualization. I will, I mean, it was the swing 60s. I think this was starting to happen on TV. So I don't think it's, 
as out there as it might have been like yeah. 10 years or five years previously on uh, TV in America. It was just that whole thing of like, oh, we'll have the woman character. What shall she be? Oh, we'll have her being basically the evil serpent who then t- tempts man to do the wrong thing. Because, you know, women and original sin. It's like there were certainly blind spots, I think, in Roddenberry's There was, there was also a lot of... Uh... Was it that they have um, the evangelicals in America have a big yeah. scene, a lot of stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, I mean, and they have a huge political sway and yeah. sway into what networks do. <laughs> oh, I think that was there, but it's like, I think maybe, sorry, I said the vision, but is it Gene Roddenberry's vision for the future was perfect. However, his execution, because it was still a man, I'm not even dissing him, it's just like, let's face it, none of us are perfect. We will do shit, which is outside well, even what our vision of right is some, from time to time. None of us uh, do the right thing all the time. And I think this is just a sign that he was a man yeah, he's... Say, who maybe fell into the trap of women being used in a certain way on TV more than he even but... realised. His attitude but, to yeah, women but, was definitely lacking, and yeah, he was also, a fan of the skimpy costumes. Oh, it, God, a, yeah, one, sec, a one scene in the background, got, you see her standing but, up. Her skirt is so short. I think she was standing awkwardly because of what she just did with Jean and Majel. I'm sorry. But mm. like, um, yeah, but it's that thing again where we're looking at it with 2020 vision. Hard, see what I did there. I did, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, of course, of course. But we're looking at 1960s. Oh, God, mm-hmm. like, just a joke and, I made alone I should be cancelled for, probably. But, like, I mean, there's probably stuff I'm not... Like, I said that very tongue-in-cheek, by the way, before anyone writes in. But there's but stuff which each of us are saying right now that in 20 years' time we'll go, oh, shit, we said that, and we're not even aware of what it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Actually, of course. not. Actually, probably some of it we we go out of our way. Some of us were aware. Yeah, yeah some of us. <laughs> that's it. With the, the cloak of irony protects us. <laughs> that's it. Like the, I, I don't think this is. But I mean, the, the character, <laughs> the character's just not interesting anyway. Regardless no. of any sort of gender politics we want to assign to it, it's just it's an element that the. The story doesn't need like it shows how weak the central story is that we have to throw the Klingons in, we have to throw the Megato in, <laughs> which just turns up once every twenty minutes to go ah, and, it looks and, like and we have to throw in and this it, and it, and it witch make, woman, and it has a makeout session with Kirk. Yes, I don't know if you know. I don't know if you noticed on the thumbnail. I got the perfect time dream of Kirk and the Megato. And it does look like they're in the right nice session together. I mean, let's face it, I mean, the Mugato, like, even with the makeup of the time, it looks pretty cool. Like, if you'd use that correctly, it you could have looked awesome. And it does look pretty cool. If you'd done what they did in Talk 2, like, famously, when they talked about the first Dalek episode, they said, it's like, look, it's Bugger Monster. Like, the way in which we made it scary was to film it. So we filmed it from the back of its head so you could just see the eye stalk through the mm-hmm. eye stalk. We did all these filming yeah. techniques to make it seem creepy and always like not quite there. Like you see it at the end of the first episode, I think it is, of the first Dalek episode. If you film the Magata in a similar way, that horn and everything, that could have looked so scary. Yeah. And it was just fucking nothing on screen because the way they did, yeah, it was basically make up with Kirk, as you say. And it's just such a waste of time. I like this thing. little silly tail that's like fixed in. It's got <laughs> one of them things that like holds up the back of it. And yeah. oh. Can we also throw in, when <laughs> Kirk does like um, 
because he's going through this whole thing. It's like, uh, no, I'm not under her thrall. I'm doing the right thing, Bones. I'm trying to save these people by arming them equally to the other people because that's war because you've got to arm people equally and blah, blah, blah. There's all this justification. Then as soon as she, he's in the presence of this woman, she goes like, don't you want to smell this flower? He's going, no, no, I'm not interested. She goes, no, no, really, smell this flower. And he doesn't go, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, there's something mm -hmm. dodgy about yeah. that flower, I think. The fact that you've tried to ask me to smell it five times it. and I've deflected we... and you still want me to smell it. I think I might avoid that one, you know? There's one of my other favourite parts oh. of this episode, and I don't know if you know this, but when Kirk's being bit by Megato and he's poisoned and we're taking him to the cave, and you get the medical log by Bones, and he's in shock, I need to keep him warm. So Bones gets his face around, he looks around, mm -hmm. and he starts heating rocks up. Because right. he's using phases setting heat a rock up. Yeah. So he heats the first rock Classic. and gets it glowing red. Mm -hmm. And then he goes like that to see if it's hot. It's <laughs> 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 fucking glowing red. Do you think it's hot or not? <laughs> That's the way you test stuff, I though. I just the mic so badly. I don't know if you've noticed that, but if you go back and watch no, it. No, I didn't at all. It's no, I get it. I yeah, can't think of it now. The first one he does it. That's when he does, he gets it glowing red, and then he goes up to test if it's hot or not. <laughs> I can't believe it. I know I remember it. I just, I didn't clock it at all. I was like, no, that's how you test a rock We have all <laughs> burnt ourselves on ovens or gas obs or whatever, doing exactly that. So I don't this, think we should hold McCoy to such a high standard. But this is, he's uh, got it glowing red after hearing it with pairs of heat up rock setting three yeah. times. <laughs> it's just such a classic, though. I just love it. Every time they do something like that which you know is a touchstone of star trek like you're cold in the cave you heat up a rock that's we all know that's yeah. the, the technique mm -hmm. that's what you and, do and also uh we didn't mention during the fight scene you get the always be remember faramok time but they use it like in a handful of episodes and i don't care how shit the fight scene is which let's face it I still enjoy it because of Amok Time music. I'll be da, 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 da. Yeah, I'm dancing yeah, in the canteen at work while watching this on my iPad. Da, 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 da. I mean, that was the great thing in the original series. It was as soon as you had a piece of music, it was like, right, we're using that again and again because it saves Wait. us time for a new composer. Yeah. So Yeah, we bought a piece of music. That's it now. Yep. Hey, which is why I, God, I, I can't believe I didn't pick up. I thought in uh, the Strange New Worlds episodes, they were doing the musical thing of doing a reprise of music where they reuse the mm -hmm. same tune with different words. Whereas, obviously, it was an homage to the original series of reusing music a lot. <laughs> oh, and I've just scrolled through my notes, Squee, and um, to Elliot's point about them offering them, they want them to join the Klingon Empire. The Klingon actually says they will make him a governor within yeah. the no, Klingon no, Empire. So, has, no, I believed yeah. it. I just, I, I, I replayed loads of bits looking for it, and I must have just cut short of hearing that line. But yeah, so, yeah, no, that's a couple, that couple of other bits that I enjoyed. Uh, the woman where she says, "Touch me again, and this small box will kill you." Yeah, and she was talking about a vagina. Thought that was fun, and they keep, they keep talking about fire sticks, which obviously we understand differently now. We we yeah. talk about the thing you plug into your telly, but yeah, um, ah, I didn't even pick up on that. They mean guns. Uh, yeah, nice, the Amazon logo did go across the screen at that time, but they got to make nice money somehow. When they go spying on the village, and they've got the forge, and I don't know if you picked up on this, but. In the forge, they had glowing red stuff, which shows that the forge is really hot. Mm. 
So Kirk goes up to it and puts his hands clean on it, leans <laughs> in and goes, yeah, it's a forge. <laughs> oh, my God. And there was the... It's just not enough fire safety <laughs> in this episode. And there was that crew member uh, from the uh, North of England who was there who kind of just lied down. It was Geordie Layforge. Oh. Ooh. Ah. Okay, well, it's been a pleasure being on this uh, on this episode. I'll be off now. <laughs> yeah, I think we will wrap it up there. Um, so, <laughs> oh, God, yeah. That's no not the line, is it? <laughs> We've no more other good bits that happen. No. Except, it's, it's, it's just very silly. So it's iconic for the Megato, but the episode itself, me. But anyway, going red rocks that you've just seen up with hot or not? Yeah, it's a cautionary tale, not about arming different cultures, but about fire safety. <laughs> um, so yeah, next week we'll be back with the next lower decks and whatever other episode it leads us to. Who In the knows where we might go. In the meantime, you can get in touch with us. We're at RetrekPod. You can email us, RetrekPod at gmail.com. Elliot has got Retrek Model Studios running on YouTube. And I'm trying to get a video together, and I've just got loads going on in my real life that's (laughs) got in the way at the moment. And I've got Kingy's Toy Box, where we look at toys, and apparently Dungeons & Dragons now, because people seem to like that. And Doctor Squee, what have we got going on on the Doctor Squee show? Right, I'm going to need in future like a, a like a minute warning, just like wave a hand signal, and I know to get the banners up because my mouse went to sleep because it's wireless. Anyway, on the Doctor Squee show this week, we just had a National Poetry Day, which was really lovely. So we did that one last week with uh, People's Poem. This week, we've got another of these kind of like weird and wonderful interviews that come my way sometimes. It's Dr. TVGP, Dr. Philippa K is talking about women being urged to squeeze the day as nine out of ten aren't doing pelvic floor exercises often enough. Do you know what? When I get a random interview like that offered to me, I'm bloody all over it. It's good fun. It's Absolutely. talking about something different and it's health issues and stuff, which are all important. So uh, join me for that weird and wonderful interview next Tuesday, 7 to 8, uh, sw20radio.co.uk or drsqueed.com. And thanks for trekking with us this time. We will see you next time on the Retrek. Thank you. Goodbye. LLAP and drag off potato. Mm-hmm.